Richard Keith Langham is a Manhattan-based interior designer who is a Southerner at heart. He has been in Architectural Digest's Top 100 four times, as well as Elle Decor's A-List. He has had the privilege of doing both residential and commercial projects for some very well-knowns and has been doing it long enough to even have had Jackie Onassis as a beloved client. We took advantage of his being in town for the annual Antique and Garden Show here in Nashville to sit down with him. So join us at the table as we discuss design with hospitality in mind and one of his major marks on New Orleans and what he hopes is still to come. I'm Lainey and I'm Laura Beth and we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Well, Keith, let's start with how your southern roots actually got you interested in design. Well, I grew up in a tiny little town, small town of about five or 6,000 people called Bruton, Alabama. And there were a lot of women, not a lot of women, several women who lived in our town who were very house proud and had really stylish, beautifully put together houses. And I remember that um, speaking to me as, as, a, young, as a young kid, um, you know, and we spent a lot of time in each other's houses because there was nowhere else to go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, these, these beautiful houses, it's, it's ingrained in my memory even to this day. And I think that's what, um, you know, spurred me on to want to be, be a decorator. Okay, so you've been a New York resident for decades now, but do you still consider yourself a Southerner at heart? Absolutely, absolutely. I've lived in New York for, I hate even to say this, 43 years. Wow. And it, I can't even believe it sometimes. And I still to this day when people say, where are you from? I immediately say, I'm from Alabama. I'm, I, but I guess I'm technically now a dyed-in-the-wool New Yorker because I have lived there my, you know, for longer than I've lived anywhere else. Wow. But no, I will always be Southern. Who was it that said you can go far away, even millions of miles away, but you'll always be Southern? And it's, it's so true. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a little coterie of friends. You know, all, most of my best friends are Southern. Um, that live there in New York? Yeah, okay. yeah. We all stick together. We stick together like glue, yeah. And... Uh, did you just recognize each other when you saw each other on the street or in a... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We all had, you know, overlapped friendships and connections yeah. and college things and all that stuff. Because okay. we all, there was a whole group of us who moved there when we were young. And New York is a city where you, you either, like me, you stay the rest of your life or you stay there a few years and you come back home. I think what Truman Capote said, God knows why, but we have to go back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... You know, half my bunch ended up moving back to the okay. South. Wow. Um, and I might too one day. Mm-hmm. My heart 
says maybe so. Okay. okay. Well, we'd sure take you back, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so when someone wants to consider hospitality to others as a priority in their design or decorating decisions, what kind of recommendations would you make? Well, a dining room at the top of that list. To have a proper dining room that's properly kitted out. And I like comfortable chairs. I like beautiful lighting in a dining room. Mm-hmm. You want to have lovely table linen. Um, you know, this whole world has gone tabletop crazy. If I see another table setting, I want to jump out of that window. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a beautifully appointed dining room is important. And it's funny because I've been doing, I've been decorating for so long. It's it, for a while, dec- dining rooms went out of vogue and went out of yeah. popularity, mm-hmm. and now they're a big priority with clients who come to me you know they're very concerned about a dining room but i think that's important i think you know the living rooms are important where that are all comfortable and inviting and you know beautifully lit and just that 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 have comfortable seating for everybody there's a drinks table there there's with lots of you know way to make people something to drink um big on fires i love all that You know, hospitality really is a state of mind, but it does require some practical steps to actually put feet to it. Oh, yeah. So what are some things you think of with design, you know, with hospitality in mind specifically? Okay, well, one is really fresh on my mind because I did it for our Christmas party, which we do our Christmas party sort of like an open house. Yeah. We start it really early, about five o'clock for the families and kids with early bedtimes And I just knew it's December, so people are going to have coats. Yes. So my coat closet is right by the front door, so it was completely empty with, you know, ready-to-go hangers, empty hangers. And I was able to, sometimes I took the coat for people, but actually I was even more casual about it and just said, coats go right up there in the front closet and one friend even said oh my gosh you have an empty coat closet that sounds this looks dreamy and I was like you're well, like yeah right it's usually packed to the gill all our coats are in the guest room like <laughs> anyway so well, just, what's funny is I was there to help with the party so my yeah. I just hung mine in the laundry room where I always do yeah I never even noticed that little feature yes it flowed so smoothly that's awesome well I think of stations in general of like, yes, here's the coat station is what yes. I would kind of call that. Um, you know, you don't want people bottlenecked. In, oh, that's which so happens hard to, in small homes. You know, especially our, around the kitchen. Yes. Yes. So I have to get creative with, um, you know, a drink station is in a different area. Luring people into another room with something <laughs> exactly. else enticing. Yes. Which Keith kind of referred to that. Like he was yes. saying an area where you're, make, you know, have drinks available. Yes. and. Um, but it's even all the more important when you're in a Manhattan apartment or a small yes. house. Yes. So, um, yeah, stations are where it's at. And even where to have kids gather. Yeah. You know, which you had that at your Christmas party as well. Kids is a whole nother dynamic that, like, needs its own kids and <laughs> hospitality. I think we touched on that a long time ago. We did. But, yeah, when he said you know comfortable seating i'm just going well comfortable is one thing but comfortable com- equals big sometimes that's exactly right? what i was thinking yes so actually you know i'm thinking i need more space for a quantity rather yeah. than the plushness that i would love to offer but you know eric ross who's a local well-known interior designer here in nashville he loves what he calls tiny chairs 
Now, he's a tall guy, so he can see. He's not talking about a child's chair. Right. He's just talking about it fits nicely in a corner. Yes. But you can pull it out. Yes. When you need more seating. Yeah. I love those kinds of chairs. Yeah. Like a lot of ladder back chairs, I yeah, find, that don't are take smaller. a ton of yeah. circumference yeah, space. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, we all want those big, comfy yeah. chairs, but that's not feasible when you need a bunch. But so. even, like, I have a little footrest that it's kind of... A hybrid between like a short stool and yes. a footrest or an ottoman. Those things can, are perfect. Ottoman it can yes. seat one or two if yes, they're big. Exactly. <laughs> I love all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That um, there's even sometimes you'll see um, like a console table. Yeah. That they'll have a couple of little um, small rounded. I'm going to call them Ottomans. That's not the right word. Like, you know, that sit there that you can pull out for oh, extra yeah. seating. You That's know what I'm talking good. about? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, stools, Ottomans, things like that are mm-hmm. very helpful. Mm-hmm. And I love nesting tables. You know where there's like three that fit in each other? That's brilliant. And yes. then you can yes. spread them out yes. if you've got people sitting around yes. in different places. Those are nice, too. It is nice to have a place for everyone that's seated to have somewhere to even just at least rest a drink yeah maybe not a full plate the plate might have to sit on their lap but at least their drink isn't on the floor yeah yeah because it's inevitable somebody's gonna knock it over or the dog's gonna drink (laughs) at my house well um he also mentioned lighting Mm -hmm. and I think ambiance with lighting is so important yes it is he also mentioned fireplaces but fireplaces lighting all of that feeds the vibe it does lighting's so hard for me i had to work extra hard on lighting this year because i it's an afterthought for me uh-huh. but it adds so so much it adds so much i have added myself to um dimmers dimmers on yeah. switches yeah i wish i had them on every single i know light in the house yes because that really can help i know we actually went and bought a few low wattage bulbs, bulbs. for our christmas gathering because i was like this is too bright we don't have a dimmer yeah. yeah you can change the vibe completely with lighting um and then we've mentioned this on the podcast before but utilizing outdoor space when the weather permits mm-hmm. is wonderful yes in smaller yes. homes as well just to kind of spread people out exactly um and i mean don't worry about the tightness like coziness and tightness that's what feeds in a good way yes conversation yes getting people talking that might not exactly yeah yeah so don't shy away from it well tell us a little bit about where you get some of your color inspiration design inspiration does it come from um travel are there just certain places that you just go wow i go there and i get inspired well i mean i'm i'm an anglophile um absolutely a thousand percent you know (laughs) i love anything to do with england i guess it's i guess my my lineage is you know english and i guess that i can feel that in down in my bones um I studied there when I was young. I've been going to London and going to England two or three times a year for as long as I can remember. And um, I love all the decoration, interior decoration coming that has come from England and that has inspired us. And again, Southern decorating was so inspired by English decorating. Um, I mean, look at Charleston and everything there and Savannah and all these... 
early um, towns that were settled by the English, and right, they really taught us, mm -hmm. I think, how to put houses together. Mm -hmm. And it's filtered down to, to, to everyday life, really. Mm -hmm. um, that sort of love of that, I think English design is a sensibility that all Southerners can relate to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think Southerners and English have, uh, Southerners have a, an affinity for all things English, mm -hmm. as I just said, but they also, there's a great camaraderie between Southerners and English people, I mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. Where specifically in England do you like to spend time? Well, London, mm -hmm. always, always, mm -hmm. always. And then just to go out to day trips in the country or go for a long weekend, you know, mm -hmm. and just explore all over. The north of England's beautiful. I mean, all of it, all of it. Mm -hmm. And again, just seeing those houses, you know, there's nothing like seeing these great country houses, which just are, are full of, of inspiration and mm -hmm. beauty. And, yeah. and um, you know, when I was young, and one of my first jobs in New York was sort of an apprentice for Mark Hampton, who was a great decorator and a, a very noted Anglophile. And, you know, he, he encouraged me after I graduated from design school in New York to go and spend as much time as I could in England and Europe, but mostly England, and, and soak up as much as you can. See all the great houses, go to the mm -hmm. museums, go mm -hmm. to the Victorian Albert and, and study all the, the decorative art objects in the, in the, in the galleries. And because what we do as a decorator really is so much regurgitation. You know, it's, 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 you, you, you call on things from your, that you've seen and things that you've absorbed over the years and sort of it's your, your, it's your, your everyday idea bank, really. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm much prefer to do that than 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 look at look at um, books. I like to sort of just summon it from something mm -hmm. I remember seeing in a house in England or something I saw in a hotel lobby in London or that's good. you know just mm -hmm. that's always inspirational. Mm -hmm. And then living in New York is is totally inspirational. I mean, I I'm a pretty lazy person by nature, I think. Um, but living in New York, you just learn so much by osmosis, just walking down the street. Mm. You know, you're bombarded, bombarded with everything, everything, mm -hmm. and both good and bad. Yeah. And it's exciting. You know, mm -hmm. I still, still to this day, almost feel like I'm on a vacation in New York. It's, um, it's, it's still a very stimulating place to me. I, I work very hard to find ingredients and fabrics and sort of color combinations that aren't aren't I mean, they're traditional but they're not every day mm -hmm. you know? yes. mm -hmm. I don't know that I could have put it into those words but I think that's what I <laughs> like about your style but I still try to buy antiques you know I'm still madly in love with brown furniture and I uh, <laughs> I, I, I always have been mm -hmm. and so it, for me it's exciting now because it's like the 30-year itch it's like they say fashion takes a cycle of 30 years and I'm sort of living that right yes. now I'm right at the age where I remember things from 30 years ago that we're now that all the younger decorators you know think are are, are, are new and innovative but they've really <laughs> been done for you know dozens if not hundreds of years yeah um yeah. so that's but it's exciting to see all that come back the color and the pattern and, and I think there's a nostalgia in the air I think people are I think there's a nostalgia people are looking back there are a lot mm -hmm. of document fabric patterns that are coming out and printed, not wallpapers that are being produced, you know, that are based on historic examples. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's wonderful. It's sort mm -hmm. of heartwarming in mm -hmm. a funny way. And so I guess you find that your clients are open 
to embracing that nostalgia? Or is that something that you almost present to them and then they well, sort of see, both. <laughs> see both, how it I could think. look good, be good? I think both. Well, I love the advice that Mark Hampton gave him about seeing with his own eyes the decorative art museums and the fine homes to be able to really draw f- those from his own memory bank. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would say that has been the case for me. I have, haven't been to that many like he has. I've not studied decorative arts, but that kind of stuff, those seeing things with your own eyes really does. Mm-hmm. Um Go deeper in your memory bank as well. Yeah. Um, Even if it's just homes that you've enjoyed. Right. You know, local homes that you've enjoyed. And I thought that was interesting at the very beginning when he said, as a young boy, being in homes where the women were very house proud. House proud. I love that. Kind of got him interested in design. So I'd never heard that term, but you have exactly what he meant. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, books does you know certainly have inspired me. Instagram <laughs> has yeah. inspired me. Pinterest, magazines, for me. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. of that. But yeah, I think the the really seeing mm-hmm. how things can be put together. It's a fine line because there's so much that we begin to then covet and well, aspire for that we you know don't have the means for right. Or the but you know, design inspiration can come from that even right. if you don't get to order it from yeah, the that's design I mean. house just, he's ordering from exactly it's a fine line but you know a lot of it can be recreated on a budget so I know he probably wouldn't want to hear that but the reality is is that that's just real life yeah most of us live within a means that everybody has some kind of a well I mean. Even a Jackie Onassis had some had kind a of a budget, yeah, right? It's just, yeah. It's just it's very just different fam- than ours. She's not familiar with some of the brands I am. So, <laughs> Okay, Keith, you were able to design and decorate one of the most iconic restaurants in the South, which is Brennan's in New Orleans. Can you tell us about that project? Well, it was thrilling, thrilling for me. For me. Um um, Terry White uh, merged w- or f- partnered with Ralph Brennan to sort of resuscitate the, the restaurant, the legendary restaurant. And, you know, I'd gone there as a, as a kid and, um, and all through college when I was at, at the University of Alabama for a couple of years, we would, you know, the big trips down to New Orleans. But there's you know, all those memorable days spent at, uh, having breakfast at Brennan's. Mm-hmm and drinking in that courtyard and just, there was nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Those milk, rum milk punches or bourbon milk punches and all that. And Bananas Foster, what are all those things? Yum. And it was birthed there, by the way, yeah. Bananas absolutely. Foster. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was just thrilling to get to do that. Mm-hmm. And when they, when I first went down to give my sort of sales pitch about it, I said, you know, I want to sort of do these sort of themed rooms. I want, if you get your photograph taken in, in this restaurant, I want to be able to say, oh, that's the trellis room at Brennan's. Oh, that's the queen's room at Brennan's. I wanted to make it almost a little mm-hmm. hokey. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't, I didn't want to make it like somewhere. I wanted to do it, d- d- decorate those rooms in a way that could only be a new audience. You know, that could not be anywhere yes. else. Yes. And I think we achieved that. I yes. think you did. And I think it's now going on their fifth year, I think, since we okay. did it. Maybe sixth, okay. maybe seventh. I don't know. But, you know, it's packed. People still love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And the the big um, 
uh, test was getting the, the, the approval of the old guard New Orleanians because they had sort of stopped going. The restaurant had gotten very down in the mouth and very, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not see, yeah, very down in the mouth. And, on its, and, and so after we refurbished it and reopened, a lot of the old town, I mean, uptown people started coming back. Mm-hmm. And that was a big testament That's to, our, to That's the success a huge of the testament. decorating. Yeah. Yes. And it feels good. It sort of felt like it's been there a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, they love it. They're booked all the time with weddings and their chef has gotten, you know, what do we call it? James Beard Awards and all yes. that stuff. I mean, yes. they're, they're going gangbusters. That I is love fun. it. Well, congratulations. Yeah. And it does. It looks um, like it's been there a long time, but yet it's so fresh. Well, and I don't know if you remember, but, but, but it, it's, in t- it's in a big... Um, maybe an 18th century building that was the Bank of New Orleans for a while. It was a, it was a, all different things over the years, but uh, it's, it, it was, the restaurant occupied several small rooms. Mm-hmm. So the architects came in and revamped the floor plan and, and took out a bunch of walls where we made two big dining rooms. Okay. And we flipped the, the direction of the kitchen and made it go from Bourbon Street back a Royal Street back mm-hmm. toward Bourbon Street and made it long and slender and allowed for these two nice generous sized dining rooms because we never had a room that you know a hundred people could eat in mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. and now we got that big trellis room in the mm-hmm. back that seats mm-hmm. like That's one, 120. Cool. How you did that. And um, yeah the round banquettes and mm-hmm. all that it's, it's good it's comfy and it works it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's it has a pretty light level and it's good it's good. The courtyard's it's, looking good too. The courtyard's it's getting mature. beautiful. Yeah. 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 I'd love to do another one down there. Well, I'm curious to know what is, and that may be a restaurant or a home, but what's a dream project that you would still like to add to your impressive portfolio? <laughs> You've done a lot of different I That's things. easy. I want to do a hotel. I want to do a small hotel. And uh, Are you open to where? If it was a dream project, is it in Charleston? Is it in New Orleans? Is it? Probably. Probably. <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> It's not going to be in Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mobile. Maybe I'll do one in Mobile. Mobile needs a nice one. <laughs> I love hotels all over the mm-hmm. world and love all hotels all over the South. And I don't like, I like all the old-fashioned, you know, old-worldy hotels. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't give me a boutique hotel that's yeah. all modern and, you know, streamlined and nothing in it. I can't stand that. Yeah. And so I would definitely have a nod to an old world charm to it yeah. I think have you ever gotten to visit the Hermitage Hotel here yes, in Nashville yes okay. it's spectacular yeah, yeah. I just since we're we're literally looking at the Bridgestone Arena in downtown Nashville where this antique show is and so just on the other side of that is the Hermitage Hotel which is just glorious and historic and they've done a huge reverberation. Oh, really? I don't know if you've. Oh, well, I'll have to go see. it's been 18 months ago or so that yes. they they did that the wow the whole hotel, um, even down to the, the Oak Bar and the restaurant. I and, should have stayed there this um, time. They had a sort of the corner of the market was the men's restroom that was oh, yeah. famous <laughs> for all that. the music videos. Well, now the women's restroom has been given such an upgrade that I think they're really trying oh, to, new nod. to keep that's them funny. very yeah. even. But yeah, they did a fantastic <laughs> job. If you do get to, to come back through town or pop in sometime, you should should see all the work that they've done. What are a few of your favorite Southern hotels? Well, the Sonyet House. We all love the Sonyet House in New mm-hmm. Orleans. And it's, you know, it's closed down for three years and it was sold. And 
um, my friend Ken Falk from San Francisco is do, designing the new the, the redo, and it's going to be wonderful. Mm. And there's kind of nothing like that hotel at the top of the quarter or the back of the quarter they call mm-hmm. that, I guess. Um, other southern hotels in Charleston. I still love the Mill House, you know, mm-hmm. the, and mm-hmm. uh, any, any old-fashioned hotel is right up my street. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, a little, little bit down in the mouth, a little dowdy. That's fine too. You know? <laughs> that's England for you. Right? you yeah, that's, that's very English true. Roots coming that's out. very true. <laughs> well, Keith, we got the good pleasure of catching you in person here in Nashville. Do you do much speaking in other places? Um, how can people kind of connect to you? Maybe that's just going to be through social media, or are you going to be doing any other events this year? Not really. I don't think I have anything on the roster. I did a lot when my book, I did this book five years ago, and I did a lot for mm-hmm. that because you sort of have to do it to push the, push the book. Yes, oh. yes. So anyway, I, I don't know. I went to we'll link to that in our show notes 20, for anyone that wants to learn. 20 cities or something, but... Um, yeah, I guess the book still looks good. Some people might use it to line bird cages now, but um, we saw about the bunch decorating today. is we what he's referring to. That, so that <laughs> made me feel good. Good. Um, That's one of the many beautiful things about traditional decorating is many years later the book looks like you just did it. Yeah. Keep telling me that. Yes. Keep, I know it does. That's it true. Does. It, does. it does. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. For all I these farmhouse so. books. You know, they're going to be very dated. Yeah. Well, we will link in our notes for the episode on places that you can find um, Keith online, on Instagram. Um, Yeah, he's got a great, fun Instagram to follow. Yes, very inspiring and slightly covetous, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you want, right? Um, As well as we'll link to About Decorating, his book that he just mentioned. So, Well, we hope you guys feel inspired i wish you could have been here at the table with us to see keith in his tweed jacket looking very english so dapper yes um we're in a very modern room i could tell you're uh (laughs) you would love to get your hands on doing something to these walls but (laughs) thank you for giving us thank you ladies it's so good to be Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. south Mm -hmm. for a few even for a few days Mm -hmm. yes yes we welcome you back as much as you'd like to come (laughs) And we hope all of our listeners feel freshly inspired and um, have a good week. Peace be with y'all.